Will James Gunn's master plan fix the DC universe? We answer that question and more this week on Only Stupid Answers. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Only Stupid Answers. This is the show where we answer your questions about movies, TV shows, comic books, uh, DC universes, uh, squatching. Anybody anybody willing to go squatching with me? Roxy, are you willing to go squatching with me? <laughs> Roxy's making such a face right now. Is that squash? Squat is uh, obviously, Roxy. Obviously. It's when well, you're going like you're to look for... Like- Sasquatch. Watch. It's when you're looking, when you go out into the wilderness and oh. you're looking for, sa- you're watching for Sasquatch. Jason, our special guest, Jason Inman, uh, what do you think about Squatching? Uh, I mean, I, I, as a man who once made a web series called Squatch Watchers, uh, I'm out. Okay. I'm oh, out. damn it. I thought, I thought that was. <laughs> I feel like, why would you want to find the Sasquatch? Uh, money, Roxy. Clearly, money. You want to take hey, it? I hate. <laughs> I hate- I hate to uh, pop your balloon, DJ, but I, I know for a fact that there was a documentary that came out last year where a, uh, a gentleman who lives in Oregon basically was like, I'm the guy in the suit from that famous picture. From the famous. Yeah. And he, yes. and he pulled the suit out of the closet. Mm-hmm. 100%. <laughs> DJ, what yeah. has made you want to, sa- want to squatch? What's made me want to squatch is this morning I a was putting the show together and the word squatching popped into my brain and I found it funny. I thought it was funny. It was funny to say. I've and I've been crack it. I've been cracking myself up all morning being like fucking squatching, man. Fucking fucking I thought you meant like the isn't squash kind of like the OG pickleball? Sure. <laughs> sure. That was a lot of words. I had to it took me a second to process all the information you were throwing. Isn't there a in. game called Squash? There is a game called Squash. I don't know it's how one like plays. Pickleball. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Less popular now. Yeah. Mm. pickleball anyway you know what anyway i'm sorry i derailed us right off the bat let's get into it uh our special guest mr jason inman jason hello good morning here uh, i i prepared this just for you yeah. i'm gonna Ooh. make sure just with a little bit of a hold on hold on get a little bit of there. Ooh. Ooh. there oh and see now mm-hmm. full hd we weren't we weren't in hd before we were in hd before now we're in full and if HD. you if you say that you can't see a difference that means that you're monitor sucks that's sucks. that's on this you is such a bummer because when you said i prepared this i don't know how i thought this was gonna happen for some reason i thought chocolate chip cookies were coming out <laughs> I, was I would like, I even ready. give what kind of zoom do you have <laughs> yeah. well, you think you have hd mine's the real hd there's oh, the real okay. hd we're Yours getting smell a vision too <laughs> taste division so listen for those uh joining us today of course uh you can also if you wanted to see this early if you wanted to see this ad free if you wanted to watch this live and be in the chat with us you can do that over at patreon.com slash only stupid answers also every week on spotify we ask you all a question last week's question was what is your favorite video game adaptation other than The Last of Us? Yeshu Wazalewski said uh, the Castlevania anime for sure. It was a breath of fresh air for the franchise. I also have high hopes for Amazon's God of War series. Xavier Thomas said uh, Timothy Oliphant and the original Hitman movie isn't that bad. Uh, ringing mm. endorsement. Um, uh, Stefan Julian said gonna uh, <laughs> cheat and say Arcane and Cyberpunk Edge Runners. Not sure why that's cheating. That's well within. That is a video game adaptation. So I don't think that's cheating. I think that's just your answer. Um, And Ray Alvarez said, Werewolves Within is great, though I didn't even know it was based on a video game until after I saw it. Boom. Jason, do you have any... One, are you watching Last of Us? Two, do you have a preferred video game adaptation other than The Last of Us? 
Uh, I'm going to watch this amazing episode that everybody has talked about, episode three, because I've heard it's astounding. But no, I am not watching The Last of Us because I threw my controller multiple times in frustration trying to play the clunky controls of that game. Ooh, oh, uh, coming in hot on the controls yeah, of Last of Us. very hot. Um, and I didn't want to relive that experience as much as I love Pedro Pascal, and I do love that man dearly. Yeah. Um, There's no way you last on this. Yeah. There's no way. You're definitely going to watch the show. So, Oh, really? You think so? Oh, I mean, it's... Excellent. I know exactly what happens, so like I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. It's I'm excellent, and you don't mm -hmm. have to control it anymore. Yeah. Also, it's, can I just Roxy? I have a million like like movies I have to get through before these sag screeners like go away. So like I don't know. I don't. I don't think I'm doing it. I think I'm only going to watch episode three. Can I? Can I also politely suggest that maybe mm -hmm. it's less that the controls were clunky and just maybe stealth games aren't your thing? Maybe is that? Maybe that's the. <laughs> You may you may say that, but I am I am amazing at Metal Gear Solid. Okay, all right, fair enough, fair that enough. Is I actually, but a I game. actually found Metal Gear Solid more frustrating than The Last of Us. But listen, different <laughs> okay. stroke, different strokes for different folks. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, so, and uh, that's not why you're here, my no. friend. You're here, of course, to talk about two things. One, uh, the fact that Mr. James Gunn announced the slate for uh, the his the new DC universe. I shouldn't say his uh, DC universe, but you all know what I mean. And I can't mm -hmm. think of two people I'd rather discuss that with than you two. But before we talk about that, good Ooh, sir. There goes my light. Oh, yeah. Before <laughs> we talk about that, there goes your light. Uh, before we talk about that, um, you have a new comic on Kickstarter. Yes. If I believe. Well, it's, well, it's a new issue, but yeah, yeah. It's also yeah. a new, it's called Super Best Friend. I actually could do this one. <gasps> there we go. That's a better way. For those watching this the video. Issue one. This is, wait, this is issue one. This is issue two. Uh, Super Best Friend, my miniseries, 136 pages. The finale is finally here. Uh, great art by Jordi Perez. It's basically uh, two best friends have to save the world, but in order to do that, one of them is going to have to delete their YouTube channel. Oh, and, snap. And uh, it's a series about. Uh, our love of superhero fandom and best friendships and that sometimes all the things that we see through these little phones maybe you know shape and uh massage those into ways that we never realize so uh it's a lot of fun uh we have a lot of great rewards there's still a reward that you can be drawn into the comic book uh you can get zoom calls like this with me if you like where we can talk about the last of us you can mm -hmm. force me to watch it yeah, and yeah. talk about it um and we funded we we funded in nine hours so it's really great uh, we're having a lot of fun um we have a surprise stealth dan jurgens art drop that's going to happen but um if you love superman if you love superheroes if you love spider-man and booster gold which we are going to talk about booster gold mm -hmm. then uh i think super best friend is the book that will grow your heart two sizes and also make you go hell yeah so of course there's going to be a link in the description but for people that are versed to that where can how can they mm -hmm. go find it uh, easiest place is superbestfriendcomic.com. Just go right to that handy dandy link. So I got to ask you, you've been obviously working on this for a while. This is your, your mm -hmm. third volume. Um, and this is like the culmination of the story so far. Uh, was there anything that kind of, now that you're uh, reaching that finish line, is there anything that kind of surprised you from when you first started that you can reveal on this podcast? <laughs> oh, that's so interesting. Um, well, the easy the the thing i mean you know this because you're you're prepping your kickstarter and you're finishing up your comic book as well mm -hmm. um it's so interesting the final page is exactly the final page that i've had in my mind since the beginning of this project yeah um and i literally cannot tell you what it is without completely spoiling uh Do because it. i will say we'll the final issue. No, okay. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I, I the final line of the entire series is smile okay um and i had it a very specific time of day mm -hmm. 
and my colorist, Alvion Ortiz, um, wonderful colorist. Yeah. She said it at a different time. Mm-hmm. And at first I was like, Ooh, I was like, that's not what I saw in my head. But then I decided I was like, you know what? It's perfect the way she did it. Yeah. And so that's like the perfect thing about comic books. One of the things I love about comic books and creative is like collaboration. Uh, I would have never thought to have said it at, uh, uh, you know, this time of day. And that's what she decided to do. Um, But, you know, I mean, I don't know, like the biggest thing in writing the finale, because I'm finally here, was to not get too emotional and preachy about it, but Mm -hmm. to simply just let to let it be about the friendship of these two men. Yeah. Um, And also, I'll I'll spoil this. I am very proud of this because I think we should normalize this shit for men. Um, I have a scene where uh, uh, Captain Terrific and his uh, longtime paramour, Lisa, and then his best friend, Matty Moore, all together. They have to make, you know, the the, the decision that will save the world. Yeah. Um, And I gave the I love you lines to the two male best friends. Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I let him share a kiss with his girlfriend. Yeah. And then I let the, these two men be like, I love you. I love you too, brother. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I, cause I was like, I was like, I want to put that in a comic book. Yep. Cause I say, I think especially like in comic books, you know, where it's all about punchy, punchy, fighty, yeah. fighty, very aggro. It's like, you know what? It's okay to say, I love you to another dude, bros. Yes. Yeah. 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 You know, <laughs> it's all so. right. Accept it. I also wanted yeah. to, um, um, I've always liked the captain terrific design, the utilization of the kind of like the T design in his suit, which I think very deftly avoids trunks. Yes. Uh, which has has just come back into the conversation of yeah, uh, yeah. should trunks or no trunks? And I like that yours. I think I think the Captain Terrific design is a good example of like you know there's ways to break up the color scheme of a suit that does not need trunks. <laughs> yes, yeah, I agree with you. Um, it's so funny that so that costume was designed by Nick Robles, who I the first Captain Terrific story I ever did was for an anthology in like 2016. Yeah, and so I had Nick Robles, and at the time Nick Robles was just starting out. Yeah. Now this guy is like working for Boom. He drew a Sandman book for DC Comics, wow. uh, but that costume design is all him. Like I can take no. I literally was just like it le- needs to look like a giant T, and so yes, he did that. Uh, I I agree with that very costume, and I also like play on that because I give Captain Terrific a black version of his costume for the final issue. Love it. This is such a yeah. strange question, but as sure. a consumer, I have a really hard time finishing anything because I'm like sad that it's gonna be over. Mm-hmm. I don't usually watch the last episode. I mean, I've oh, watched really? all of The Walking Dead, um, except literally all of it except for the last two episodes of the series but you've come so far (laughs) i do this all the time with books too i'll read everything except for the last couple of pages Mm -hmm. um because it's just like sad for me to if i love something so much to finally be done with it how is it finishing something that you have spent like your blood sweat and tears working everything on i know you're just talking about that final word and that and even just like what time of day it is. Were you upset to finish this? It was a little sad to finish writing this, but I'm so like, I I feel like I like these characters, two main characters are like my family members now. And where I leave them at the end, I'm like so proud of where I leave. Like, like the whole story is about this sidekick realizing that he should no longer be the sidekick that he has like a better thing to do and he has like a more important thing to do. Um, and so like getting to see him like fully actualized, like made me very happy that I'm like, Oh yeah, this guy is like 
the, truly the best superhero in this world. Mm-hmm. Um, and to see him actually, but yeah, like writing the final issue, like uh, I have a, a discord over my Patreon as well. And I like, will drop a lot of things when I'm writing and like, yeah. So like, if you can go back like four or five months, you can see me and there being like, Oh guys, I'm writing the last scene. Oh boy. Here's the line. Mm-hmm. Here it is. <laughs> you know? Um, Cause I spent a long time like figuring out what is going to be the final line of the series. And, and uh, I was actually really, it, it made the most sense because one of the first lines you ever hear in this series is smile. Mm-hmm. Um, and, 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 and if, and if you've read anybody out there that supported me, thank you for coming back. And if you've read the book, you know, it's somebody taking a selfie and saying smile. Yeah. So that might be able to, you might be able to put together what is the, fi- a little bit of the final scene there with that. But if you want to confirm it, you can uh, go check out super best friend one through three on Kickstarter links in the description. Um, and uh, just to, just to clarify, I believe you already said it, but if you hadn't been picking up super best friend, you can get all three volumes. Yeah. And you can get the entire series, the 136 thing. pages. You can get whatever variants you want. The Dan Jurgens variant. I picked up a Phil Hester is an artist I've admired for a long time in Green Arrow and Swamp Thing. Yep. And I got him to come on and do a variant. Um, and I have a stretch goal uh, that if we hit 14,000 and we're about 2,000 away from that, yeah. uh, I will do my first comic book variant cover. Love it. Let's make that Whoa. happen. Let's yep. make it happen. Yep. Let's do yeah, it. Yeah, because I, I originally wanted to be a comic book artist, and then in high school I was like, I can't draw well enough, and yeah. so I went into writing. And uh, but I, I'm, I'm working on. Uh, it's not bad. It's actually pretty good. I think I, I most, myself. most uh, comic writers are washed out of trying to be because, because for those that don't know, yep. despite what AR, AI art will have you believe, being an artist fucking hard it's like it's, it's a lot of fucking work um so uh super super cool and listen this podcast uh goes live on uh, monday february 6th if you happen to be listening on monday february 7th and you're over on kickstart backing super best friend which you absolutely should do mosey on over to hellbentcomicbook.com hellbent volumes one through three will be going live on kickstarter february 7th Tuesday, February 7th. Uh, this is the culmination of my three-part uh, saga. Very different than Super Best Friend. This is more uh, of... It's a very different tone. Very different, very different <laughs> tone. It's more of like for fans of like Sandman, something is killing the yeah. children, Preacher, that kind of sort of like edgy, um, uh, transgressive uh, kind of material stuff that I've really loved for a long time. But this is. But I will say, I, as a backer and supporter of Hellbent myself, I am very excited for this finale as well. well is, is it the finale, DJ? It is Can the finale. Clarify? Yeah, it is. It's the third yeah. and final volume. Um, and yeah, Jason and I have been backing each other's projects uh, for a long time, and I can tell you, it's a very rewarding experience. So if you also want to back both our projects, mm-hmm. I highly recommend going over to Kickstarter and doing that. Uh, uh, we really appreciate it. Again, links in the description. Uh, as Jason can tell you, those first few days of a kickstarter yeah really like, here's the thing. there's two there's two things about kickstarter i know a lot of people there, well actually I, there's three very simple things if, yeah. if you're listening to this and you're very much like god stop talking about kickstarter yeah there's three things you need about kickstarter one is you're not charged until the end of the campaign yeah so yes. <laughs> if you're if you're if you're saying to yourself right now i don't have the money make the donation it counts towards dj it counts towards my goals yep. but you're not going to be charged until the end of the campaign second thing is the first 24 hours matter more than anything else mm-hmm. because that's what Kickstarter helps kick you up in the algorithms. And and if you if you can get like over 50 percent of your funding goal in the first 24 hours, then Kickstarter's AI algorithm mm-hmm. thinks that you're an awesome project and they start suggesting you to people. Yes. And then the third thing is, you know, I understand times are tough. We're basically in a recession. Um, a share 
on social media yep. is just as important as a pledge. Yep. Yep. All that is super true. So again, super best friend, Hellbent of uh, Volume 3. Go check those out, please. And thank you. Links in the See, description. See, this is fun. I get to be the fan on this one. This is exciting. I'm excited for the ending over here. This yep. is rad. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad we're, we're kind of like uh, uh, climaxing at the same time, which was yeah, a weird way to say that. That is a weird way to say it. <laughs> and that's when the two bros say, I love I you. I love you. And then, you know. DJ, I love you. I love you too, man. I love you too. All right. Let's go on a quick ad break and we will be back with uh, DC movie news, a different podcast. <laughs> when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Oh my goodness, sweet baby Jesus, we are back to talk about uh, James Gunn and uh, DC's movie news. Uh, Jason, as you've been going around doing the uh, press for Super Best Friend, is this the this happening now a blessing or a curse? Is it like, oh, cool, now I know at least what I'm talking about on every show, or is it like, ah, shit, I have to talk about this on every show now? Oh, you know, you know, it's always a good time to talk about like the what ifs. Yeah, like that's a fun time. Um, but yeah, there is like, I wish he'd given us a little bit more information. I wish we'd gotten a trailer of yeah, something. Something. Because then, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's hard to, you you know, and you both know this, you're both pros of this. Like, uh, the question I always hated when I was like doing DCL Access when they would drop like a new poster and people would be like, what do you think about the poster? And most of the times I'm like, it looks cool. Yeah. What else do you want? Yeah. <laughs> you know? It's like, they, they... I think I. The fine use of contrast and saturation on the trees behind the main actor really works, but over here, the blurring mm -hmm. tool of their left cheek. I mean, what? what you know? uh, yeah, I don't know what to tell you. It looks cool. I hope it good. Yeah. So, uh, Roxy, <laughs> when this when this dropped, what were your what were your thoughts? What were your feelings when James Gunn was going through this? How did you feel about this whole thing? Uh, I feel like it. I feel I felt a couple ways. I felt like he confirmed some things that we already clearly knew. Mm -hmm. um, and then left a lot open to interpretation and or a shocking uh, amount. Yeah. What is also, continuity? <laughs> he he verbalized very clearly though that this like isn't the entire slate. Obviously, we got no casting announcements, which yeah. is totally fine by me. But I think that that led people to be like, ah, meh, meh. Yeah. you're going to tell us there's a Superman movie and not say who's Superman? How dare yeah. you? Well, that's uh, the thing. Like I've been having that conversation a lot where I've been saying to people were. I'm like, I bet there aren't. I bet the only one of these projects that has a script is Superman. It's yeah. not even done. He said yeah. it in the thing. He's yeah. like, I'm currently working yeah. on the Superman script. I like it. Like, mm -hmm. He was probably doing the announcement like this. Guys, hold, hold on. Yeah. Hold on. <laughs> yeah. So my, my basic initial thoughts were like, as I was watching it, 
and not knowing how social media was going to react yet, I predicted exactly how social media was going to mm-hmm. react, which was like, ooh, I don't know that this is going to land perfectly with people. I appreciate what he's doing. I know he's like full transparency, responds on Twitter. He, he wants to keep people in the loop. At some point, he was going to have to say something. Um, but this is, I didn't think that people were going to be too fond of this. And then I went to Twitter and immediately it was fire James Gunn. And I was like, oh. <laughs> oh, is it already gone? I haven't seen that. Wow. Oh, that was that. It was hashtag fire James Gunn. Yes. And then also I was like, man, I don't think any single one of you guys even knows what Peter Safran looks like. Mm-hmm. Like, yes. <laughs> James Gunn yeah. is really taking the the guns on this one. He is really getting the You know, I think gun. Peter Peter smartly might be the like, you know, I'm just going to let you talk. You're louder. Yeah. Even though we're 50-50, I'm just going to let you push out there, you know. Yeah. Well, totally. and I think it's it's beneficial in a couple ways. Um I I do think so far the most beneficial thing that has happened with this is the James Gunn of it because I think one of the things that's been an albatross around DC's neck since the jump is the rumors, the speculation, all the drama. And so to yeah. have James Gunn there be like, no, not true. You know what I mean? Like, I think is uh, over is beneficial. And I will also say, uh, what's weird because I had very mixed. I, when, I don't know what I expected, but when he was like, "Hey, here's the thing," I was like, "Oh, that's not what I." want it but but i what was interesting is i think the most exciting piece of news was not in the announcement which is um you two were mentioning this uh, jason you were talking about like the the script's not even uh donnie was probably doing while he's writing um that um they're not he said in in some of the articles a bunch of like variety I mean, of you're like gonna that. mention the exact same thing that 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 made me the most excited and this, and this also feels like yep. the only thing that is a direct shot at marvel he's like no movies will go into production until there's a script <laughs> bingo bingo that was the thing i i i loved his like he was like we're gonna let writers be writers he's like yeah. we're not gonna like we're not he, he was like we're not gonna do this thing we're gonna do extensive reshoots he's like we're gonna make sure that the script is solid yeah. before we shoot a frame and if they can hold to that i don't know if Warner Brothers executives will let him i hope they do um but that was the thing that excited me the most because i was like yes because i was like there are two Mooney movies now yeah uh, um disney yeah uh, where they are just like, they're like, well, we got to meet this release date yeah. and they just start shooting and then they have to completely reshoot their entire third act. And then yeah. you're like, well, this is why the third act and a lot of these movies are just terrible. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's become the kind of the, the blockbuster formula to like start filming and then figure out the script on the way, which were occasionally Iron Man obviously was successful. I don't know that anybody would argue the third act of that movie is the best part of that movie. The Mission Impossible <laughs> movies are that way as well. They don't, wait, 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 wait. I'm, I'm, so, I'm so sorry, Roxy. Uh, wait, so the Mission Impossible movies fil- start filming without a script? Uh, yeah. But Jason, I like yes, those movies. <laughs> it just it just goes to show you that Christopher McQuarrie is good flying on the seat of his pants. Yeah, and also maybe... All, all those pages are written on, on set. And maybe the stunts matter more than the script for those movies. Anyway, uh, yep. <laughs> Roxy, yep. what were you going to say? <laughs> sorry. Just what is the worst act to be the worst act? Is it the third act that's the worst to be the worst act? Um, is more forgiving with a bad second act. Uh, but, but I, I would say I'm I, very interested to hear J- Jason. What are you gonna say? Yeah, I'm more forgiving of a bad second act because the second act is the hardest act to write. Because yep. if you can have like a solid beginning and a solid ending, and this is a little loosey goosey, I'll, I'll give you a pass. Yeah. Um, lots of movies. The second act is usually the act when everybody's like, "Come on, what are we doing yeah. here?" And I found Marvel, and I don't, I don't want to like. This is not like a 
crap on Marvel. I no. don't mean that because I love a lot of their movies. I find that Marvel's solution generally for the last couple of years has been like, put more action sequences in it. Yeah. That's how we'll make the second act exciting. And that leads to a lot of action sequences that just have no story purpose at yeah. all. You're just like, well, that's a cool fight. But what does that have to do with anything in the third act? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, 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 yeah, it's the second act for me. If you can nail the first and the third acts, I will give you a pass every time. Yeah, I would argue. Most James Bond movies are that way. Yeah, I would argue for, because first is your first introduction. You're going you're gonna to have an immediate first impression for those that are going to check out what we're into. Um, I just watched uh, Knock at the Cabin, and the opening scene of that movie is fantastic. Uh, it's, really just two, it's just two characters, and immediately I was like, oh, I'm in. Um, and then you're. And the way it's shot. It, I, I think M. Night Shyamalan's a good director. Anyway, uh, uh, I think and, he is. Yeah, and I think he's a good the, director. I think he's a bad writer. Uh, you know, yeah, it could be. Yeah, yeah uh-huh. he's actually decent though. This, Maybe he took it from the book. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> I, we're, we'll talk about it and what we're into. Um, but sure. and then the third Sorry. act is how Sorry. you leave, and it's going to be. I'm actually be, interested in that movie, so I'm curious of your reviews. <laughs> I liked it. I, I, I liked okay. it, but I, yeah, it was, it was like, a, it was like a good short story where it's mostly like a thought experiment. Like, hey, what if this okay. happened? You know what I mean? Um, so it's not gonna, I don't know if it's gonna be change anybody's world, but I, 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 somebody that enjoys sure. like, Hey, what would you do in this situation? I enjoyed the movie. Yeah. Um, and then third act is how you leave it to, for a really weird example. Uh, I walked out of the Sonic two movie because it ended that the only part of that movie is that's very much like the video games is the final like 20 minutes. And as somebody mm-hmm. that grew up with those games, I walked out like, Oh man, I really like Sonic two. And it wasn't until like I sat on that. I was like, Oh no, I just like the last 20 minutes. Um, Roxy, do you? How do you feel? Or which act do you think is the most important? I think the by far and away the one you have to stick the landing on is the third act. Yeah. So I kind of am forgiving of a bad first and second act. No. Yeah. Yep. 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 Uh, and speaking of the right, they got a writers' room together, um, and there's some exciting names in there. There's there's Drew Goddard, um, who I you know he wrote The Martian. He did Cabin, Cabin in the, the Woods. I think he's really good. Um, and uh, he did the first season of Daredevil. Uh, yeah. For those that. <laughs> That's a great point, Jason, because for everybody, it's like the first season of Daredevil is the best one. And it's like, well, you, what you mean is the first four episodes, first two to four episodes. And that's Drew Goddard. That's the that's mm. that's what you're remembering. Um, I, I mean, I, I like that season. But yes, yeah. you're you're fair. But yeah. 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 Um, and then Christina Hodgson, who did um, uh, uh, Harley Quinn and the B- Birds of Prey. Tom King, uh, not friend of, he would love to have him on the show, but he's been on Jason's show, friend of Jason's show. Uh, go for check, check really out nice his, 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 his mm-hmm. history lesson. And there's some other names on here that I'm like, wait, that person? All right. Anyway, but we're not going to get into that. Um, uh, but that, all of that is very cool that they actually did what Star Wars should have done and got a writer's room together and be like, hey, what are we doing? <laughs> and then they're focusing on the scripts. But let's get into the actual pro- uh, projects. And I want to start with well, perhaps the most the confuse, most confusing part of it, which is the stuff coming out this year. So within weeks, we've got uh, Shazam 2, um, which I would argue, if they're smart, won't integrate into the new DCU, but I don't know that that's uh, the case. We've got The Flash, um, which James Gunn said he loves and thinks is maybe one of the best superhero movies ever, bold. Um, and it was implied, I don't have the quote here, but it was implied might be a soft reboot. Uh, like part of what starts this off then blue beetle then aquaman 2 which he said leads directly into the new dcu i'm also going to throw into this what i'm calling the pre-boot the waller show 
which follows Viola Davis as Waller and includes some team Peacemaker and felt like parts of this announcement very much felt like like Creature Commandos. We were already working on this and now it's part of the new thing. Um, what do you guys, how do you guys feel about this kind of like nebulous, we're not at the new thing yet. We're still doing the old thing. Does the old thing connect to the new thing? Question mark. I'm very curious about Roxy's answer to this because you can listen to old, you know, two male comic book nerds talk as long as they want. But I'm very interested in Roxy's perspective of this. Yeah, you guys know that like DC is my bread and butter. This is my mm. jam. And so I, I think that, first of all, this was not new information. Yeah. Um, the So at least I felt like, okay, I knew the four movies that were coming out this year. This is not like shocking. The internet seemed to maybe not be aware of that. The order also is not new information, but it is strange. It is strange the order that these movies are coming out in because, mm-hmm. like, to go it, to end on Aquaman, feel after Flash is like you said, DJ. The implication is that that's like so, something happens in that movie in which we are getting rid of all of the actors, but leaving the door open, but getting rid of all of them. Something along those lines where yeah. we're switching things up. But then we have Aquaman. I'm like, are they black widowing it? Like, is Aquaman, are we then going to be like two years ago <laughs> and go with with Aquaman or what's happening there? Uh, same thing with the Blue Beetle movie where I'm like, okay, this is a new character. Yeah. Like we, not new in the world, but new on the big, big screen, screen for yeah. us. Like, are, so then are you are you just going to give one movie? And also, remember, that was initially supposed to come out on HBO Max. They had a lot of they believe in the movie. So obviously it's coming to the big screen. So that makes me think you're not going to ditch uh, whatever Cobra Kai's name is. <laughs> I don't think because you guys like you like who are you him. referring to with Cobra Kai? I'm it's sorry. The, well, the lead one of the, the, the lead kid plays. in Cobra Kai oh! is playing Jaime Reyes in, in Oh, Blue I didn't know yeah. that. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> what, what, is, what is his name? I'm going to bring it up. Roxy, you keep talking. I'm going to look it it's up right not now. Right for me to just call yeah. him Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai. Oh yeah, I was I, I was I was thinking like the original Karate Kid. I was like, he's in that movie. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, he plays Cobra Kai. He plays the um, Beetle. So the Cobra Kai guy, mm-hmm. who's like lovely and really sweet dude. Um, I'm probably going to mispronounce this, and I apologize. Zolo Merduena. Okay. It starts with an X. Uh, I wish my wife was here so I could ask her. She could tell me. <laughs> yeah, um, that sounds right. So uh, just the the next year, I think that part of the reason James Gunn is saying, like, we're leaving the door open, we're leaving the door open, is because it's very, very fucking hard to promote movies when you're telling somebody none of these movies matter. Yeah. You will never see these people again. And this is not correlated to what we're going to do in the next 10 years at all. Mm-hmm. So I, yeah, I had this conversation yesterday with somebody too that I was like, I kind of feel bad for the filmmakers and the actors because a question that they're going to get from every press outlet is, well, how do you feel about the new DC slate and the chance that you might not be involved in it? Mm-hmm. Right. That your movie might not, the movie that you put all this blood and pain and time into might not matter next year. At it, least their movies get to be seen, you know? That's like true. The, Unlike Batgirl. Yeah. yeah and, and, which, and his quote about Batgirl was kind of savage. was brutal. Uh, it was ba- he said it was unreleasable, which if I want to be charitable... What that might mean is that because they did with the Henry Cavill stuff, they also kind of threw the previous regime under the bus. It's like he wasn't even hired. I think he, he felt like he was being jerked around 
by the previous studio is what they said. If I'm being charitable to the unreleasable mark, it might just be like, yeah, Michael Keaton's Batman is in it. Like it doesn't make any sense. Like it doesn't I don't less know. about the he, filmmakers, but it's just like because of studio intervention, it just I, doesn't work look, as a movie. I, we we have all seen like let's put it on front street. Yeah. I have seen movies from DC. I have seen movies from Marvel. I have seen independent movies that I have thought are freaking unreleasable. Yeah. That I cannot believe that that made it to the big screen. Batgirl, I don't care how bad they think it was. Yeah. And I think, DJ, you might be on the point that it, they might have thought it was a continuity thing. Yeah. Um, I think you could have released it. I would have happily paid for that ticket. Yes. Agreed. Yeah, I mean, t- ticket, t- put it on the HBO Max yeah. streaming service and just let us watch it. The, the way that he talked about it and was like, it would have, he said it would have hurt the DCU. <laughs> but like, not Ezra Miller. That's not going to hurt DC. <laughs> oh, yeah. man. Oh boy. Yeah. yeah. Like I agree. No, I agree with you as well as well. Like that to me reads like an executive line. Like that is somebody above him that is like, this is what you say when you're asked about Batgirl because yeah. we're done answering these tax deduction questions. But yes, I agree with you. Uh, convicted criminal. Mm hmm. The Flash. Yeah, oh, and that's what leads me. So this is all kind of revolving on a question we got on the Discord from Niran Krishna. Uh, what do you think this means for Blue Beetle, this whole announcement, and Aquaman 2, which are being released afterwards? And thinking about it, I do think um, you all are on top of it in that I am of the opinion there's no fucking way Ezra Miller is going to be the Flash after this movie. But you can't say that right now. So they're no. like, yeah, Flash is coming out. It's fucking great. Go buy a ticket. But what I what I would imagine, because I think the weirdest part of that is about this announcement is the continuity of it is a little weird. And if I were to place bets, I would I would say it's probably this. It is more of a soft reboot than a hard reboot. They're going to use the Flash movie to introduce hey we're gonna change things up i'll bet you aquaman jason momoa is still aquaman in the new universe and so aquaman 2 is part of the new thing and it's going to be reflected uh amber heard i'm sorry you might not be <laughs> uh, but she is but, either but, and you think they're recasting mara or you think that there's i just... think mara is just not going to be on camera yeah i don't know i i don't i don't know um but yeah but but i just uh the yeah i we don't need but to get totally into love that. entrance for aquaman no love interest for aquaman forever uh, not well, forever they'll just, intru- but, they'll just introduce dolphin which is another girlfriend he had in the comic books yeah but i think but Jason- i agree it sucks for amber heard it yeah really does. yeah it's not it really and it's unfair and especially it's since I've, I've been watching fucking peacock which the version i have has ads and fucking this stupid ass dior ad with johnny depp came on I'm like god fucking damn it anyway yeah. <laughs> um but people are riding for him right now i mean i uh, uh we don't need to get to it um but yeah, yeah. but i i think and i think um wb has a hell of a picker don't they yeah yeah um and um uh and i think actually and so i think certain characters like viola davis's waller is and and possibly john cena's peacemaker and Jason Momoa's Aquaman, and it'll be kind of uh, kind of like a choose-your-own-adventure who gets to say, yeah. I'm going to bet Ezra Miller, no way. I'm going to bet Gal Gadot is not going to be coming back either. I, you know, it's funny, it's it's because it's, yeah, this is the, it's interesting. Like, I do think they would have been better off just doing straight, clean reboot. Yeah. Just like being like, this is the last one. But they're, they're caught in this impossible situation where they have like, four $300 million movies coming out this year. And I am also convinced that the only reason the flash movie wasn't canceled is because of Michael Keaton 
mm-hmm. because Michael Keaton is an old school actor yeah. who usually in old school actors usually have those box office points yeah. on release. Kind of mm-hmm. like what Tom Cruise is the whole reason why Top Gun Maverick was delayed for three years because yeah. Tom Cruise needs to get those box office points. Yeah. I think Michael Keaton has a similar deal and they, they are con- contractually forced to have to release this movie because of Michael Keaton. Um, and they've already done so many, re, uh, you know, $300 million reshoots and stuff like that. I agree. With you. I think before this, I think the flash, you know, my bet was that it was a hard reboot for the Snyder verse of it all. I yeah. think that was going to be like the Snyder verse is over. We are now in a new thing. And I think James Gunn is like being like, no, 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 we're going to take that ending and we're going to kind of be like, okay, there is a multiverse out there. And we are now on one of those other worlds like the flash, the, the, the flash of this world is he's out there, but he's not our flash anymore. And the Blue Beetle and Aquaman going forward are like we are on our Earth Prime. I agree with you. I everybody thinks, look, that Jason Momoa's Lobo. Don't buy it for a minute. I think it's just an Internet rumor. Uh, I think Lobo will show up. I think he's going to be played by a different actor. I think you're right. I think that Jason Momoa post. Yeah about him being like, I'm so happy is I think he had a meeting with Jason Momoa and said, what if we pop you in like eight of these? What if you are like the Tony Stark, Captain America? Like what if you show up in a whole bunch of these? Because we like you. You're fun. Your movies make money. (laughs) Yeah. Well, we also are contractually obligated to make another $300 million movie with you. Yeah. And we're going to lose our ass if we don't make that movie. So well, why don't we just make you Aquaman? And Blue Beetle, because it's an origin story, is easy enough easy to enough. fold in. Yeah. Okay, but I, if w- you're keeping Momoa... Mm-hmm. So, okay, j- let's run through all of them for a second. We know sure. Henry Cavill, no. Yeah. So we don't yeah. have to touch on him. We know no. Um, ben Affleck, he spoke about possibly directing something yeah. for the Which DC, I think is a great so. idea. Yeah, and, but Ben yeah, Affleck's absolutely. been known Batman since 10 seconds after Batman v Superman came out. Right. Um, <laughs> just going through the rest of the Justice League... Ray Fisher seemingly not part of the yeah. conversation. You'd so, have to perform no. a minor miracle to get that him back in the fold. I, right. I don't think anybody at Warner Bros. will ever hire Ray Fisher again. That's yeah. the problem. Yeah. So yeah. this leaves us to Ezra Miller, Gal Gadot, and Jason Momoa. Yeah. So mm-hmm. let's talk for a second about Gal. If you're bringing, if you're keeping Jason Momoa, why aren't you keeping Gal? And it does feel like the public opinion on Gal has drastically shifted since the first Wonder Woman came out. When the first Wonder Woman movie came out, I feel like everybody said she is the bee's knees. This is the best superhero casting we've ever had. Mm-hmm. Wonder Woman, first Wonder Woman movie was critically received and um, audience-wise received just so positively. The second movie came out and also some things about Gal's personal life, just like being married to a billionaire mm-hmm. and, and the and things And let's not forget that. the Imagine video. As silly as that is to have impacted somebody's public standing, it's not, no, not I, nothing. <laughs> that's definitely valid, DJ. Um, I think people have deemed her to be out of touch at mm-hmm. the very least. That seems to mm-hmm. be the public reception of her. Uh, but I do think of the people that you could keep yeah. if you are keeping Momoa, you would think about keeping Gal, right? Like, I agree. I agree. No. Even with the perceived backlash, I, I again, that first movie is astounding. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm very mixed in the second one. I think we all are. I would love to see a third one, even if it's not directed by Patty Jenkins. I would love to see another one. I, I do think it's a mistake to lose her. Yeah. Um, and and I think Ezra again. Criminal background is the big problem there, which I, I don't see. And if they do keep him, I'm going to be like, 
it wouldn't surprise me. No. Uh, but that would but shock me, honestly. It would shock. It would shock me too. But I'm not going to be surprised by it. You're going to be shocked, but not surprised. I <laughs> yeah. I love that, and I kind of feel you. But it's like Ezra is on trial for 26 years of prison time. Like, <laughs> yep. It, this is no joke. You know, it's like um, two domestic disturbance calls. The fucking video choke slamming the girl in the street, the, the kidnapping, burglary, <laughs> the kidnapping and burglary, the grooming. Yeah. Like, the, I mean, yeah. The, and like, some of it has been dropped in in terms of legal, but that doesn't mean it didn't happen. Yeah. There's yeah. footage of a lot of this. Um, I, and and I know that James Gunn said, you know, we're glad that they're getting the help that they need right now. It's kind of like a a very company stance on that as well, mm-hmm. because what. What the fuck else is James Gunn going to say right now? Uh, uh, I think Ezra's crazy, but go see the movie anyway. Like, yeah. there's no way Ezra's doing press for this movie. There's no way they're putting this person on the press line because they can't trust that they can answer a question. So I think they are. No way. I, I think they are. And because here's what I here's what I think they're going to do. I think just like remember that basketball movie that Ben Affleck did, like right as yeah. the pandemic was like hitting. So good. That movie was unbelievable. If people didn't watch the it, way back. I thought it was excellent yeah, yeah it's very the movie good. The movie is good the press tour for that also a warner brothers movie yeah the press tour for that was that was when we learned the whole like it was the affleck apology tour rehab all that stuff like that i think they're gonna do the exact i think they're gonna limit his access yeah but i think he i don't think they'll let him do press lines i think they'll set up very specific interviews with very specific people and it will all be about, well, I know I'm bad, but I went to rehab and I'm trying to be better. I, 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 I'm, I would like, I would bet $50 on that. No. Because oh my I, God. And it is, and it's going to make us all be like, ugh, ugh. <laughs> but it's going to make some of us be like, maybe, maybe. Yes, yeah, bingo. <laughs> I, yeah, you, at DJ, you were talking about this before. I, I, I've done a, in the super best friend sort of press tour, uh, and it's, it's an exaggeration to call it that, but you know, but uh, I, I just been talking about this James Gunn stuff. And the minute I started talking about Ezra Miller, I, I would just see the comments coming in where fans would be like, but I'm not, not going to see a flash movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because like, I know, I've been... And I, that's me. Mm-hmm. I feel yeah. like so bad, but I do feel that way. I feel like, like, how am I going to, you guys are going to put this movie in front of me and I'm not, I'm going to be penalized myself and not watch Roxy, it. do this for me, please. I've been saying this to everybody. Buy a ticket to another movie and sneak into the flat. Oh, I'm going to go to the press screening and not pay for it. So. There you go. Bingo. Yeah. Bingo. Yeah, because yeah, we're, we're kind of in a bind because we kind of have to see it for our job. Know, but fortunately, we shouldn't But do have not to pay, pay for it. it. <laughs> pay for it. Well, because, I, I feel and, you on that. And not that we don't want to support the other filmmakers. And truthfully, right. not. I think we're all hoping that Ezra does get the help that they actually need, whatever that means within the system we exist in. But, but I don't so think they, they should start movies but, and that's Because yeah. if the movie makes money, it's we're going to be in another... Uh, not that Chris Pratt is in the same boat as Ezra Miller, but the reason Chris Pratt is voicing Mario is because the Lego movie made money, and for some execs thought that was because of Chris Pratt, yeah. even though it if, fucking if, wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> if this movie is a blockbuster hit, yeah. we are sending Warner Brothers the absolute wrong message. Yeah. It's going to be a blockbuster hit. I think there's no way this isn't going to be a blockbuster hit. I don't know, because look but, at Black Adam. It, Black Adam, and also it could be another like Batman v Superman where but technically it made money, but it's not like what they this wanted. This is supposed to be great, though. This movie's supposed to be great. Uh, so, well, yeah, Adam of course they're saying it's great. supposed to be great. They want you to go see it. <laughs> no, it's not just them. We're hearing okay. it from around town. I actually think this is going to be great. Do you guys want to know what I think is happening, though, here? Uh, Michael this Keaton's in it, and so people see Michael Keaton, they're like, it's amazing. 
Uh, that's what I think is happening there. Yeah. But what I think, yeah. what I'm hoping and what I'm thinking, I think that they are not going to, we're not going to see Gal for a while. And that's why they announced the Supergirl movie, because I think that they're thinking we need, we need one girl. Need girl, um, and that's gonna be super girl. She not- feel girl box, <laughs> yeah. check. But not Batgirl. Ooh, like yeah. I think I honestly think they're like going to kind of recreate a Justice League with Supergirl instead of instead of Wonder Woman, at least yes. for now. Not kill off Wonder Woman, but then maybe Wonder Woman can appear later on. And then what I'm hoping happens i don't know if they're going to do this is that this is the last of barry allen that we see for now and that we whatever happens we end up wally, with west. wally west yeah i would love that yeah i i've actually said this too where i think like uh, a lot of people are surprised by the choice of the authority which i think is like actually a great choice i think they're going to play the authority and they should as the evil justice league yeah so that we will when so that when we build our new james gunzian justice league we can be like oh see this is what the justice league should be and this justice league is like you know the sort of whedon snydery we don't want to talk about them anymore in fact let's just bring mm-hmm. snyder back to do, uh direct the authority because it's what he was trying to do the whole time anyway. it's funny i've heard that <laughs> i actually think james gunn should direct the authority and i don't think james gunn should direct superman so that is a perfect segue jason thank you so much mm-hmm. uh into superman legacy which is the only one with a solid i got another state. one for you rhode island is neither a road nor an island discuss boom okay here we go no uh so that is, <laughs> superman legacy is coming out july 11th 2020 it is written by James Gunn, um, and it's supposed to be focused on Superman balancing his Kryptonian heritage with his human upbringing. Um, off your point, Jason, I was trying to think, and I'm going to throw this to Roxy next, of who should direct it. Because Please? I, unless James Gunn is like, I want to do something that is the polar opposite of every other movie I've ever done don't do Superman. <laughs> don't, don't, yes. unless, unless that's an experiment for you that you want to do grow as a creator. Great. Um, and he's already writing it. It's like, which we is, need a checks and balances system. Yeah. Which I, yes. I think based on the stuff he's been posting, I think he gets it. And like, he's posting like all star Superman stuff, which if you're going to pick a Superman story in spirit, maybe not in plot, but in spirit to emulate, you could do a lot worse than all star Superman. That's fair. I think if I were, if I were picking the director and I am not one of the options, which I'm not, uh, but if, uh, I would pick Joseph Kaczynski who not only did top gun Maverick, but he also did Tron. And I mm. think that guy could make you a Superman movie that would make you a lot of money. That would also be balance. I, I mentioned Tron, not because it made a lot of money, but be, he's comfortable with sci-fi stuff along with big, big high budget. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Who do you I, feel, Roxy? I think that they should give it to Patty Jenkins. That's a I good f- choice. Yeah. I feel like she has proven that she understands hope and love and justice. And I feel like she's proven that she is not going to like slander the company, even when they've clearly dicked her around um, all of the companies. Mm-hmm. And also, we know that there's no Wonder Woman situation happening right now. I think that this could be really big for her, and I think she would really nail it. There was talk a while back before Wonder Woman 2 hit where there were like all those rumors going around of her directing Justice League, which I was like very much into. Yeah. Um, you know, my pick is a dark horse pick, but I think she can totally nail it is um, Gina Price Blythewood, who did uh, The Woman King. Yeah, 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 yeah. If you've seen The Woman King, that is a superhero movie. It is. It is. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but I loved it. And I and I, I think I'm like that energy on a Superman movie. Yeah. Fantastic. And then cast uh, John Boyega as either the villain or Jimmy Olsen. 
Or even Lex Luthor. Go crazy. Yeah, John Boyega is While you're talking casting, do you have a Superman cast choice? I don't because, you know, Superman to me is 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 like he's such an iconic role. And I feel the best Superman's uh, and I've liked, you know, like I've like I like Henry Cavill. I like Christopher Reeve. I like Tyler Hecklin. They're all sort of like actors that are around, but they're not stars yet. Mm-hmm. And so I I I I don't have a name that I don't think it should be a name. I just I think it should be somebody, some gentleman that we have seen. And a, like a supporting Last of Us, or yeah. like this will be his star turn. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think that'd be really great. Uh, we already discussed the authority a little bit. I want to jump to our new Batman movie. We are getting other Batman too. Um, which is going to be part of Elseworlds because you know, as comic readers know, Elseworlds is like, what if Batman? Um, uh, instead of doing it's just like hey here's another Batman movie what if Superman it's, landed in the USSR yes well no but that's, my, that's uh, my, kind of my I don't love that the Batman's in Elseworlds because to me Elseworlds is like what if Batman was in Victorian London so, yeah, Jack Ripper, instead of the Batman which is what if Batman yeah I've had this it's discussion just the Batman movie. Too. <laughs> what do you what do you all feel about this because like the discussion I keep having on this is was this to not have the Batman involved, I think it's a Matt Reeves decision. Yeah, because but, I think Robert Pattinson, I did a post of like Robert Pattinson being pissed off that he wasn't in it. And, it, and people were like, no, he doesn't want that. I was like, I'm pretty sure I think he, he does. does want to be I a part of it. I think he would. He's a nerd. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And why wouldn't he want to be the Batman in the universe? Yeah. Also, I, I think he could fit in this. 100%. I mean, you, know, you couldn't. You couldn't do the. Well, maybe you could do the Damien because he's thirty six. Yeah, he looks younger than he is. Yeah, because he yeah. is. Yeah, he is. Uh, uh, but he's playing like a twenty five year old Bruce in the Batman. Am I right or wrong? Something. About that? Something like that. It is. It is left okay. ambiguous his his okay. age in it. But yeah, because I want to say that was actually a big conflict between Pattinson and Reeves. Is Reeves is like no. I don't want to be part of it. And Patton's is like, I do want to be part of it. And mm-hmm. uh, my argument was you need uh, Pattinson more than you need Reeves. No offense, Matt Reeves is a solid director, but if you're making a connected universe, Pattinson's the one you need to please more. So I think you could do it. But anyway, that's not what we're doing. There's so many sure. politics though, DJ around yes. that. Like yes. also I feel a little bad for James Gunn and Peter Safford in terms of like, what are they going to burn every bridge with every creator ever? Yeah. Like, they're like they've been given this thing and they're like okay we're gonna immediately we're pissing off the rock (laughs) immediately we're pissing off henry cavill whether this is fair or not immediately we're gonna piss off matt reeves like what are they gonna do just like burn every bridge that they possibly could have it's very much like a new network executive in television this happens all the time because like there are always those shows that are on the bubble and then if a new regime comes in, that show is immediately canceled. Yeah. But I don't or, think that James Gunn like wants to be a network executive in terms of I think I he under, likes, I, likes I to be liked yeah. and he's yeah. a creator. You know, mm-hmm. I think that that uh, immediately pissing off everybody. So Listen, I think when Matt Reeves was like, no, I think he was like, all right, fuck it. Your thing's making money. Um, the studio's not going to get mad at me. Elseworlds is Elseworlds. Yeah, I, I I think maybe that's the deal is is between Saffron and Gunn is, is it's like, Gunn, all the fans are going to be mad at you. Saffron, all the studio people are going to be mad at you. And you handle the go. business stuff, the behind the scenes stuff, yeah. Yeah. Um, what were you, what were you saying, Jason, about, uh, we were talking about, Oh, I, yeah. Brave so I bold. was going to be like, yeah, like it's, it's brave and the bold with the one confirmation is you're like, okay, you know, Matt Reeves is not doing Robin. If yeah. that's the Robin story they're going to do. Um, but the other thing that's, that brings up is if, if we're doing Damien, mm-hmm. we're doing a story of a son, 
then that means at the youngest, this Batman is 35. Yeah. Um, and he's already said that he's casting a young Superman, a 25, 26 year old Superman. So we're doing another, and I don't mind it because I liked Ben Affleck's Batman, but we're doing, we're going back to an older-ish Batman, a Batman that has been, unless we're going to timeline jump, which I don't see them doing. Yeah. And also would be tricky. (laughs) Yeah. But we're, we're, we're basically setting up that this is a Batman that's been around for a while. Well, there's a difference, though, between... I mean, how old is Ben Affleck? Ben Affleck is 50. 50? And and we think that we could cast a Batman now that's 30, late 30s? Yeah, if if yeah, again, like if Damien... I'm looking at Ben. Ben Affleck is exactly 50. Yeah. So when he filmed this, he was younger, but yeah. still... He like, would have been like 45 when he did yeah. Batman yeah. Superman. Yeah. yeah. And so, but it is interesting that it, it's a, such a weird instinct to me. I, I think what we're trying to do is was part of the appeal of the Ben Affleck Batman, which is we get the family, we get Nightwing, we get Red Hood, we get all. Of, we're just jumping to it. I listen. I liked Grant Morrison's run with Damien. I especially like Damien with Dick Grayson. I don't love that that's going to be our first big screen Robin since Chris O'Donnell uh, in Batman and Batman Forever. But whatever, it's uh, what we're doing. But it is a weird. Why don't instinct. you love that, DJ? Uh, because D- Tim Drake is great, and I'd like to see Dick Grayson be Robin for a while. Like I'd like to see the. I'd I, under- like to do I understand, the thing. but see, and I also don't think it- Bruce Wayne with Damien is particularly interesting. I don't think that. I, I understand that, but like when you think about selling this to a mass media audience yeah right when you think about robin and and it is the thinkless task like burt ward i love batman 66 but the public perception of robin is burt ward is like come on batman holy metal and they think he's the goofiest mf forever but they also think that he's batman's son Mm -hmm. that is the public like my mom in kansas perception of robin and so i think i understand like i dude i feel you i want dick grayson so bad i want tim drake i want the whole thing but I understand when you're like, okay, we got to reset and we're finally going to do Robin. The easiest solution is just to make Robin his son. Yeah, but I also don't love that two of the most iconic orphans in media, Batman and Superman, are now increasingly defined by their biological sons. Uh, yeah. Doesn't feel great to me. That's not just those. It That is a trend in media. I mean... Well, and that's the other uh, thing. I don't want to jump because right it, now Marvel's... The new in the Indiana f- Jones movie is going to be all about that. It, well, and... Uh, yeah, anyway. Uh, um, <laughs> it, it's also a trend in, currently in Marvel. All of those... MFers are having kids right now. All those characters Thor, are having Black kids. Black Panther, yeah. Yeah, and it's yeah. like, I don't, why are we, anyway, um, it uh, also it's because weird to the me, age group that loves this crap is aging up and has kids now. That is a good point. Uh, I also, <laughs> it, it's also weird, it's a weird instinct that we always want Batman to have been operating as Batman before sh- Superman shows up. Which the, I don't, which I'm not a big fan. I think Superman should always be the first. I think Superman should be the first, not for a couple reasons. The practical reason is one of the trickiest things is with Batman is explaining why a guy is dressing up as a bat. And if mm-hmm. somebody in Metropolis is flying around with a cape and you've got people running faster than light, then it makes a little bit more sense that you might be like, well, I guess I'm doing this bat thing. I guess that's going to be so my thing. <laughs> why do you guys think that they want a younger Superman then? If they're going with an older Batman? Yeah. I think they want a super. I think they're trying to get around the Tony Stark effect. And they want they want this guy to be Superman for 15 years. So they're thinking about, okay, if this guy's going to be Superman until he's like 40, 45, we want we want to be able to keep the same actor we don't want to we don't want to get five years down the road and have this actor be like i'm too tired for this i can't no i guys i got i'm working out like every every second to keep these abs i can't do it anymore 
I, that's what I honestly think it is. I also um, wonder if it was just a very nice way of saying we're not going with the whole younger Superman was just a nice way of being like, we're not doing Henry Cavill, whether bingo, that's because, bingo, because, because if you're going to do, it's funny for me, I, my immediate thought with this was, was, um, if you're doing Batman with Damien, right. Yeah. We're doing the father and son thing. A lot of people think the Superman legacy title means Superman's son. And I'm like, no, no, no. If you're doing a younger Superman, I don't think it's a, it's a, you're going to do Superman's son. I actually think the legacy of that title is Supergirl because I think they're going to set up the Supergirl movie. Um, and they say it's him fighting his Kryptonian heritage. I think that because if, if a young teenager girl who remembers Krypton shows up and goes, Krypton was rad. And he's like, I don't know what Krypton is. Yeah. That's a very compelling movie. And also Supergirl is going to be a teenager. Uh, or like twenties ish, I think. And also not for nothing. One of the, one of the most n- well-known modern brainiac stories uh, written by Jeff Johns involved Supergirl. It was adapted yeah. into an animated movie. And yeah, so yeah. we could but be getting Brainiac and Supergirl leading into our Supergirl movie. But I also, like, I understand why they went to Super- Younger Superman because, like, I would have been like, you know what? I would have been fine if we just kept Henry Cavill and we did a Super... And Henry Cavill is the dad mm-hmm. now. But I think... I, I As much as I would have loved to have seen another Henry Cavill movie, I, I think it's the smart decision that they were like... He is the most visible face of the Snyder versus stuff. Yeah. And we want to move on from that. We want to clean slate it, move on. Which is also makes me think of why they might do a new Wonder Woman. Because it's like our big three, all new. Yeah. Because if you look at if you look at the people that he's kept, or the, the only confirmed, we know Aquaman, sort of. Yeah. You know, and we know Amanda Waller. Yeah. Both those people appeared in Peacemaker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so to me it's, so did ezra miller <laughs> i know i know i didn't want to bring it but you're like uh but like i'm kind of like okay i wonder like if, if i wonder if there's we're gonna see a peacemaker effect where it's like well if you made it into peacemaker you're saved you're, you know? you're safe <laughs> uh roxy what do you think about that what do you think about the younger superman situation i think that it's it it will be interesting once superman's actually cast to see really what age they are going for with superman yeah. um and that's when we will know more if that was just a line about Henry Cavill or if they really are doing it. It makes sense to me what Jason is saying. I thought the same thing. I don't love decisions being made for that reason. I agree. Like, the only thing I love decisions being made for is like this is going to make the best movie possible mm-hmm. um, as opposed to we can't renegotiate contracts for another 10 years or we can't like uh the we need to think about what the fifth movie in this line is going to be and of course they need to think like that that's their jobs but i don't know that that makes for like the best phase one which is kind of what we're doing right this is phase one yeah this is like the first half of phase one is what i said yeah Yeah. uh also not for nothing if i were james gunn it's like i don't want a superman where i either either he murdered zod or now i have to explain why retcon does that not being a thing uh you know what we're just fucking moving on well again and that goes back to the whole yeah. idea of like if they hadn't got screwed by these movies of this year yeah um that's another reason why like i i kind of wonder if this announcement is too early mm-hmm. they've only had the job since november 1st yeah there's plenty and of time for Zoslov to fire them or the studio could, to be bought by somebody else <laughs> We could have waited on these movies at this movie announcement until San Diego Comic-Con. Yeah. Yeah. Well, do the fans really need this? We're not going to see any of these until 2025. Yeah. But I think the reason when we saw this is because um, I still think the atmosphere 
at Warner Brothers is still turbulent. Mm-hmm. Um, there's still talk of them selling stuff off yes. here and there. And look, the one takeaway from all this, I think, is to uh, is that James Gunn, very smart man, and an amazing publicist. Yeah. This is an amazing publicist move to bump him up more points to whatever corporate overlords he ends up with. If DC gets sold, if DC films get sold, if they don't, it makes him look better in their book. And it's a smart move. Yeah. I think that the the reason that we couldn't wait until San Diego Comic-Con, at least in their eyes, is that we have have four movies coming out this year. I think it was Mm. very strategic that they did this prior to the first movie being dropped this year because – they, what they are doing is saying to everybody, we still want you to see these movies. These movies matter. However, we are like letting you know there's more to DC than what you're about to see. Mm-hmm. So get attached, but don't get too attached. Get a little attached, not too attached. <laughs> and I think you know, that they're trying to start like the transition process as opposed to getting all of the uh, you know, Snyderverse fans after watching Ezra this year and Aquaman and Shazam being like, oh, so we're going with the Snyder people. That's so that's what we're doing. I think they're saying in advance, that is not what we're doing. Enjoy it while it lasts. I love the idea of them taking the Suicide Squad tagline and putting on everything. The Flash, don't get too attached. Aquaman, Lost Kingdom, don't get too attached. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that I think is going to be a, a big play on it. It's like depending on how these movies do, I think depends a lot on what from these movies carries on. Like mm-hmm. totally. if Shazam 2 completely whiffs, yeah. goodbye Zachary Levi. Mm-hmm. Although I think he might, we might be saying goodbye to him for other reasons. Yeah. But, um, you know, all like it, like the Blue Beetle, like if the Blue Beetle movie, and I hope it does. I've been saying they should, they've, they should make a Jaime Reyes movie for years. Yeah. And I'm happy it's finally made. If that movie does really well, I think we're going to see a lot of Blue Beetle. Yeah. If it does really bad, there's a chance they'll just recast them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. So I'm going to just run through the rest of these real quick. If you guys have something, stop sure. me. Sure. Um, so we've got Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow, based off the most recent Tom King comic. Um, we got a Swamp Thing movie with rumors that it's going to be directed by James Mangold, which is wild because I don't think he's ever done a horror movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on the TV side, we've got uh, Creature Commandos, uh, which is an animated series. Th- this is some of the stuff. Actually, all the TV stuff feels like stuff that was already being worked on prior to this, and now it's just kind of looped in. Uh, Creature Commandos animated series. Uh, he said that the voice cast will probably p- portray them in live action. We got a Brewster Gold show. We got Paradise Lost, which for my money, if they don't use that as a backdoor way of introducing their new Wonder Woman or reintroducing Gal Gadot, why are we doing it? Um, and and then a lantern show, which they said is like true detective meets Green Lantern, which is weird. It's a weird way of pitching that, I feel like. All I right. think it's a perfect way of pitching that. I just feel actually like it's a, Green Lanterns are cops. Yeah. Whatever feelings yeah. we have on cops, the yeah. Green Lanterns are cops. Yeah. I, to your point, I was actually when they announced that, I was like, I think you could make a really compelling story where the Green Lantern core is like the big bad of the DC universe. Anyway, um, I think no, that, that could be... would be so wild right now. Maybe in 50 years. Uh, God, I hope do it doesn't that. take 50 the, years for people the, to be open the, to that idea. <laughs> the most exciting is, like to me, is Booster Gold. But Booster yeah. Gold has been in development hell for like 10 years now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm really interested in uh, Paradise Lost because I love. I really want to spend time in Themyscira. Like I have been waiting for this show. Same thing with the Green Lantern show, obviously. But these are shows, like you said, DJ. This is not new. This yeah. is old regime shows, and uh, but like he described it, what is the Westeros of 
Um, yeah, this, exactly. Uh, I mean, that's a, that's a question I kind of want to run by both of you is, okay, so Lanterns is being compared to True Detective. Paradise Lost is being compared to Game of Thrones. What do we think? Are these going to be like rated R, for lack of a better word, shows? Is Swamp Thing going to be rated R? Are we kind of keeping everything PG-13-ish? What do you think the plan is with that when it comes to DC? Roxy, I let's think start the only... Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Roxy. Roxy. Uh, well, the, the their parent company being Warner Brothers gives them a lot more freedom than obviously their parent company being Disney. Mm-hmm. So I do think we have some wiggle room there. It would be very strange, though, to have a uh, Paradise Lost be rated R and then that be where we get our Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like, you know, what we've, what we've learned from Wonder Woman is like, low-key like sex drugs rock and roll i mean the island feels very very prime for a rated r show but i think that would be weird i but they are comparing it to westeros which is obviously very rated yeah. r uh i i don't know if you need it it's not like you know it's not like harley quinn um but i, I don't know i don't know how then you would pull wonder woman that'd be strange what do you think jason uh i think um I think the movies have a better. Uh, well, I think all the shows have a better chance of being rated R because Peacemaker was, mm-hmm. um, and because they're on a streaming service. I, I think all the movies will stay PG thirteen, with the exception of I could see them doing a rated R small thing. Yeah. Also, not for nothing, I think that's where we're going to get our the the new DCU John Constantine. I think that's he's going to show up in the Swamp Thing movie, uh, and that's yeah. of course probably going to set up. But I want to pin you guys down on those specific two shows. On the um on the Themyscira show and on the Green Lantern show, rated R or PG thirteen? Jason, I think Green Lantern will be PG thirteen. I think with illusions, it'll be like a dark. It'll be like an Umbrella Academy level yeah. PG thirteen. Uh, I think Paradise Ice is is a one hundred percent rated R because I think they'll make the show rated R. But then when Wonder Woman pops up in the movie, because I think DJ, I think you are right. I think this will be our introduction, to bring Wonder Woman back into it. Mm-hmm. Um. I think Wonder Woman's movie will be Peter 13 because like, look, uh, the minute I heard that pitch, I immediately was not excited for Paradise Lost because yeah. or because to me, I was like, I immediately had the thought I was like, oh, this is two dudes being like, this is the way to do sexy, bloody women mm-hmm. fighting. Yep. Like and, and that immediately was like, I was like, but that's not Paradise Island. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah, I'm also like, I don't, to me, I know somebody on this podcast loves Gotham, but to me, it's like Gotham, it's like Gotham all over again. I don't care about Paradise Island. I don't give a shit. Paradise Island. Spoiler exi- alert, it's me. <laughs> I love Gotham. I, I the, <laughs> exists to give us Wonder Woman. I don't need to spend a whole show there. Like if you were able to do something what they've kind of alluded to like Andor, where it's like, no, we're really going to, it's going to be like, what would a society of women look like? You know what I mean? And the writers they talked about are women creators. Like if it's a full uh, writer's room of women from all different um, ethnic. Which would be amazing. Yeah, sexual backgrounds and all that stuff. And it's literally like, okay, if you had, if you cloistered off an island of women away from the rest of society, what would that look like? That could be really compelling. Uh, If, you know what I mean? Like, but that's, Again, comparing something to like Andor, that's a big ask. That's I'm asking for like top tier shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and it, it, for me, it was like I understand the one to one of Game of Thrones. Yeah. Like it sells, but like for me, the, that that was where I was like, oh, <laughs> like if they said God of War, yeah, then I would have been like, okay, I get you, yeah, totally. 
Yeah, you know? so I think for me, I'm going to say anything directly connected to the main thing is probably going to be PG-13, give or take a Swamp thing. Like, I could see, like, the horror characters, Constantine, Swamp thing, da-da-da, being R-rated. But if it's connected to Wonder Woman, if they're going to show up in Justice League, probably PG-13. Um, also, I did just want to say, uh, maybe what put me off on this whole announcement was starting with Creature Commandos, because it's like, I mean, I guess cool, but that's not... I'm here for Superman. That is cool, DJ. Well, but here's the thing. Here's what I had to remind myself. I was like, Creature Commandos. And then I had to remind myself, that means Frankenstein, which is one of my favorite DC characters. And clearly, Gunn is a fan of Grant Morrison. So I've actually got one of the the McFarlane toys, Frankenstein's being shipped to my house as we speak. Uh, So I was like, okay, worth it if Frankenstein's going to be fucking hanging out with Swamp Thing and Superman and shit. (laughs) Creature Commandos is like the perfect way to cleanse the palate. Because it is one of these, the, the, the thing that has always set DC apart from Marvel is that DC has such a deep bench of characters yeah. and, and deep benches of characters in genres that nobody thinks of anymore. Like they have cop comics, cowboy comics, war comics, romance comics, sci-fi comics, all these characters that they don't do anything with that yeah. are DC characters. And the creature commandos come from the war comics. And it's one of those perfect ideas that if you don't know, it's a DC comic book. Yeah. It doesn't feel like a DC comic. It's just like a bunch of weird monsters that are like the the A team. Yeah. You know, and you're like, that's a like you say that to me, and I'm like, I want to see that movie. Yeah, that yeah. sounds great. You know, but I don't. There's nothing about it that screams DC comics, and that's why I think it, like I think this is his Guardians of the Galaxy. I think this is his like he's like I'm gonna have a lot of fun. I'm gonna make if I can prove to everyone out there, and he did it with Peacemaker. Yeah. So. If I can prove to everybody out there that I can take these characters that nobody knows anything about, nobody gives a damn about, and make them seem cool, yeah. Superman's a cakewalk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, Weasel from the Suicide Squad is going to be in it, and so that is cool, too. I'm excited. God bless that. Sean Gunn. Keep getting paychecks. That's uh-huh. what I say. Listen, <laughs> nepotism, baby. <laughs> Are you guys feeling, after this announcement and also just in the last two months, are you guys feeling confident that James Gunn and Peter Safran were the right people for this job? That is, I think we're still, I think we're still too early for that decision. Um, I think we have to see a movie or a trailer to mm-hmm. figure out that. Um, I will say there's nothing about this announcement and it, it, it could be because I've been so, we've been so burned by DC for the last like 10 years and like changing their minds and doing yeah. this. And no, now we're doing this and now we're doing this. And now flashpoints resetting. It, like we're so like, I don't, we don't even know anymore. I think now people are just like, just give me a damn Superman movie. I don't care. Yeah. I don't care. Um, you know, I, the thing I like is I like that it, it does seem to cast a wide net. Mm-hmm. It's not just here's another Wonder Woman, Batman and Superman movie. Yeah, um, like there's Wonder Woman, Batman and Superman projects in here, but they're different. Um, I hope the Superman one is different. I don't know. No. Um, but if he can pull it off. Um, I think it could be it could be a really great decision. Um, no. And I will say, like, I was one of the people that was not excited about James Gunn being in this position i think i he didn't he doesn't seem to me like to be the right predator but maybe i'm completely wrong i would love to be proven wrong by that yeah similarly i'm i i feel like similar to jason i uh we'll have to wait and see how the movies turn out and i think it kind of depends on whether they're actually allowed to do it like whether like are we gonna get there or is this gonna go like if we get to 2026 20, or 7 or whatever and these things come out and most of them are good 
you did it. Good job. Uh, you did mm-hmm. better than any DC regime before you. Um, what about you, Roxy? What do you? Not only uh, do you think they're right for the job, what do you think the likelihood, this is based off a question from Kayla Marie, the likelihood that they'll, this will actually come to fruition? Yeah, that is the tough part because I, I mean, I guess it's not that far away, but in my head, like Jason said, we're not going to know until movies start to come out. And I don't mean this year of movies that they didn't touch. Yeah. They just are saying are happening. You know, this year of movies don't have their their DNA in it. So 2025 feels like a lifetime away for me. <laughs> like it feels so far away. I mean, we we know what a global pandemic can do. Yeah. Like it's just there's I, I, I'm having a really hard time feeling confident that what they said, what Gunn said in this announcement is even close to what we're going to see. Yeah. Uh, well, and yeah, and, and have no illusions. Like, th- this this order will change. There's just no way it doesn't. Like, no. if you had to ask me, is Superman coming out July 11th, 2025? I would say 50-50. I, mean, <laughs> I, would, say, I would say the same thing. Yeah. Like, so I do think we're going to see shows before 2025, and that will give us a little bit of a gauge on them. Uh, but I, I don't know. I don't know. There's nothing so far that's made me like, ugh, you guys suck. No. And nothing so far that's made me like, oh, yeah, for sure, this is it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's still up in the air. So uh, we're running a little long, so we're going to end on one last question from the Discord from Mike Joyce, who ask, if, asks, if each of you could make one movie in the new DCU, what would it be? There is some vagary in that question. I don't know that it needs to be one that we've already announced. It, so it could be, I, I'm thinking it could be anything. What do you guys think? Is it Could it be anything or does it have to be something that has already been announced? What are the I rules? Of anything. This? Anything. Okay. Yeah. Anything. Jason. That's what you said because that's what you want the question to be. <laughs> so so Jason, we'll start with you. If, if you could make one movie in the new DCU, what would it be? God, I mean, this is an impossible choice, but also, like, I'm putting the caveat in there that I get to write it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I'm putting it in there, because yeah, yeah. otherwise I don't care. <laughs> it says make. It just says make. Again, the no. my choice, I, I'm going to assume, left it purposefully vague. Well, I'm going to say the choice that it's a movie that I want to see, but it's also a movie I would love to write. I, I want to see a Nightwing movie. Mm-hmm, that mm-hmm, is, mm-hmm. I, I want to see Batman's greatest success realized and 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 then i would use it as a vehicle to introduce the titans yeah into this universe um, um that but it, dick grayson again it's i've always said this for years dick grayson is a character that was introduced into comic books because they thought kids in the 30s could not connect to batman so they made dick grayson the audience pov character he's mm-hmm. us he is the comic book fan and i think he deserves a movie in a starring role Absolutely. And also not for nothing, if we're going for an older Batman, maybe we could get bring Leslie Grace back. If Damian Wayne's running around, maybe Leslie Grace could still be back. Sure, I got no problem with that. that. She's so earned that. Roxy, if you could make one movie. Yeah, this doesn't make any sense necessarily with this slate. Um, But, you know, maybe I have my own slate. Gotham City Sirens. I'm like completely obsessed with the birds of prey movie that everybody else seemed to fucking hate i, I like understand it. people yeah i, I like, like that that's just so crazy to me but in general i was always so stoked that we were going to get a gotham city sirens movie and it feels like that's just never gonna happen mm-hmm. um although actually i feel like it's more likely to happen with gun than without him yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so follow-up question is Margot Ro- do you think and this is outside of your hypothetical Gotham City Sirens movie do you think Mar- Margot Robbie is still a Harley Quinn? I do. 
I do. Mm-hmm. And if you remember, DJ, when we did our whole recast episode, yeah. she was the one person that I said I think we realistically could keep. I think you scratch everybody else except for her and you have one line and she looks at the camera and says, so what? I fucking stayed. Mm-hmm. Like, so, whatever, whatever. She also has worked is. with Gunn. Yep. They, totally. That's the secret. Totally. <laughs> Yeah, um, I think if you work with Gun, you're in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the, the one thing that I will say though is I think Margot Robbie is amazing as Harley Quinn. I think I that I love the character Harley Quinn. However, I could cast about ten people off the top of my head who I think would make great Harley Quinns. Yeah, I think it's not the. I don't think that that role is. Um, the most difficult role of all time to cast, yeah. and like, there's so many different versions where you could be like quirky in different ways and show different sides of her that if it's not her, I won't be devastated, but I do think she'll say. Um, so, uh, going with Jason's caveat that it's a movie I get to write, I would say <laughs> Superman, but James Gunn's already writing that one. So mm-hmm. no, I'm going to go with the question. Question is oh, one nice. of my all time favorite DC characters. Um, uh, not even a whiff of them anywhere, uh, in live action media. And I think he could be a really fucking cool character that you could do a lot of cool things with. So there you go. Uh, want to thank everybody to ask questions in Discord. If you want to do that, you can do that over to patreon.com slash only stupid answers. That's how you join our Discord. Jason, before we go, mm-hmm. remind where the kids can find you and they can find Super Best Friend. Uh, Super Best Friend is going to be on Kickstarter. Uh, until February 24th, 130 pages of fun. Come check it out. Superbestfriendcomic.com. And Roxy, where can they check out your stuff? Everywhere at Roxy Stryer. You can find me at DJ Talks Trash. You can find this show everywhere that matters at Only Stupid Answers, but on Twitter. You ain't got the vowels from stupid. And we'll see you all next time. Bye, everybody. Bye.